You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one, man. They're, they're, they're day one homies for the Nick Bob Podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you've pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality because we all know a new set of windows, a new door can do a lot of things for you, can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus, it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella, second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. Runza has an app, and you need to download that app because as a father of two little kids, anything that can increase speed and efficiency when it comes to eating, I'm all for it. And the app does that. I can order food on the app, pop into the restaurant. It's ready for me. It's hot. I'm in. I'm out. I'm now like a finalist for dad of the year or something like that. And it's in large part due to the Runza app and ordering is a breeze on the app. You can customize your order. You can get all your favorites just the way you want them. Plus, you can earn points for rewards in the app. You can score free food from Runza in the app. So go download the Runza app. You can get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza all on the app. Runza makes it all better. Uh, you got your grenade? I'll pull that pen. Don't do I it, Nick. Pull that Don't do pull it, Nick. It. Hold it. Pull it. All right, we welcome got a lot in. to live for here, welcome Nick. Welcome into the Minnesota-Nebraska game recap, as we were just joking. So, apologize to everybody. We're we're a little tardy getting to this recap pod. In some ways, it is was the best thing for us to to not just sleep on it, sleep on it twice, because we were just joking that if I would have had to, if I'd had to come right into the studio after the game and someone had handed me a grenade, I would have been threatened, hold the pin. <laughs> The entire time. I'd have been the negotiator. Nick, put it down. No, no, you got to live for no, the Huskers. No. The Huskers, they got a chance to win. we close, man. No, it's okay. We Nick, we, we are close, but we have four games left. Nick, put the grenade down. We Nick. got to the one-yard line. Nick, you got a lot to live for okay. these days. Okay. I'm cool. You got a family, Nick. <laughs> That's what it would have been. That's what it would have been. I don't... Uh, I, I rewatched the game. I'm not sure why I did that. To me, in the state of Nebraska, that should be part of like prison sentencing. Be like, we sentence you to rewatch the Minnesota <laughs> game. Like, oh, Lord Jesus, no, not my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I sentence you to watch 17 straight fourth quarter fumbles. <laughs> no. No, Your Honor, Your Honor. I'll just take the death penalty. Huh? 
Do I have that option? Uh, you don't. This is worse than dying. Sentence you to watch the entire. I don't know. Quimby is the judge. <laughs> sentence you to watch the entire Illinois and Minnesota games of 21. <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. It's quarters no. adjourned. You're like, oh, God, no. That's what wow. it is. So I rewatched the game. Sometimes, you know, that whole thing in sports is like, hey, man, you're never as good as you think or as bad as you think you are, man. That's the truth. No. Let me tell you, you rewatch this game. This was way worse. It was second watch was worse than the initial watch. Oh, so tell me, explain, explain to me why you that is, though. Like, I guess I didn't think this was like, wor- like the, you think this is worse than Illinois? I thought Nebraska played worse, in particular in the first half. That was their worst half of football all season. They were really bad on offense. Were we worse and than Illinois? Def- it was the worst half of defense all season. I think we'd agree with that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And probably, yeah. it was the worst half of offense, you could argue. I mean, there's been some – I'm trying to rack my brain of, like, I, like right now, the like file open Buffalo half. It's like, file, not file. I think Fordham – weren't we bad against Fordham for a half? I think we were pretty A bad. little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't – it's – I felt like all things considered, this stage of the season, all that stuff, this was the worst performance of the season. Well, I think it was it was up there with how to do the opposite of what your game plan should have been. <laughs> like everything we would have said, like, what do you want to do this game? Fast start, uh, um, you know, come out, like get a lead, don't play from behind. You in can't this play team. from behind on this team. And we did the exact opposite. We did like three and out, three and out, three and out. Played bad defense somewhat for the first half. Right. Um, and then the second half was, I, it was better in a ways, but just can't finish the game. I, right? I, uh, it's just crazy, though, because we sat, we've sat here and, just, and talked. We saw this team go toe-to-toe with three top 10 teams and look like it was kind of like the arrow ending yes. up. Yep. And then you go and do that. And so... This is what, what I said on the pod last week. And if you go and listen to my my pod I dropped on Thursday, if you want the most dead-ass wrong <laughs> 60 minutes of Husker football analysis, go listen to that podcast. I could not have been more wrong, but I couldn't have been alone in feeling where things were at and potentially going. And, and one thing I did say about this game is I called this game a narrative-solidifying game. And what I meant by that was, if you go out and win this game, it somewhat solidifies what we've all been telling ourselves. And that, hey, Nebraska's close. They've just played the toughest schedule in the country. They've played three top 10 teams. They, If they were playing an easier schedule that didn't include, you know, top 10 teams, they'd be winning games. And that's kind of what, at least the story I've been telling myself, and I think a lot of people have been telling themselves. And, but, but you had to go win that game. Because at some point you have to win these games because I actually think that's what made the Northwestern game all that more exciting and satisfying. It wasn't just the fact that they played well and won 56 to 7. It it validated what the narrative was where, well, see what happens when they don't play a top 10 team. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of <laughs> felt like I, I didn't expect a 56 to 7 throttling of, of Minnesota, but the, the same school of thought applied of like, okay, if Nebraska go out, here comes not a top 10 team. We think they're close. We think it's trending in the right direction. 
all those things we've been telling ourselves, you need to go out and win this game. And they go out and not just lose the game. It was the greatest hits of all the terrible things that you'll see from Nebraska football. So that's, so I guess for me, that, that was one of the games. I'm not so sure this game more so than any game in the frost era, I'm left more lost with where this thing's at than yeah. I have been this entire time. Well, so so for me, I, I took, like, the more I thought about it, the more I almost look at this game in two ways. Well, one is I think we were tired. I, I do. I think, like, you know how it is in sports. I, I was worried. I, I go, we've played eight straight weeks. Eight straight weeks. We had that first week of the year, and Minnesota came off a bye. Not, not a great situation to be in, but – um, I was very, the, the one thing I wanted to see was like, do we look like we have it? Yeah. And I could tell our defense just looked tired. And I, and I, I remember, do you remember Ben Stilly walking off the field against Michigan? Yes. I was, I actually loved that moment cause he looked exhausted and right. I was really proud of like the effort. Uh, and I was like, Oh, I remember those. That's a great feeling to be that exhausted. But in the back of my head, I kept thinking, man, it's, is that going to carry over to sure. next week? The ingredients the, were like, there. It was a it was a bloodbath against Michigan, and to me, it was clear we were tired against. Like Michigan contributed to our defense just not showing up. Morning game, they didn't wake up. Right, right. So that's a part of it. But the part where you say I'm lost, I'm lost when it comes to we get to the one inch yard line and we like. Whatever that is in the missed field goals, that that's where I'm lost too. I right. can't explain it. Just we have we sit here on this podcast and we go through it and we go through every reason and <laughs> I can't explain that happening right. 17 times. I can't figure it out. Right. That it's because you you went somewhere where I wanted to kind of start with it because I do totally agree. Everything you laid out was perfect and like the ingredients were there for a letdown. You know, and yeah, like defensively, it, at least it, defensively. For, I mean, literally yeah. for, for every, I mean, how many times it was not just everything, everything you just laid out is true. But on top of that, you add three gut punch losses in your last four games. So it's like, not only are you physically wore down, but you're emotionally worn down. Yeah. And so I wanted to start with, with that. And then we'll trust me. We're going to get into all of the plays that, that, you know, made you grab the grenade. But like I'm pulling. I swear to God, I'll pull this back. Oh, that we got I will sin- blow everybody up. <laughs> we got sentenced to seven or to <laughs> lifetime of watching. Sentence you to rewatch to rewatch <laughs> all of Nebraska's red zone trips against Minnesota. Uh, cool. But Cam Taylor Britt brought it up. Frost brought it up about you know that they kind of lack juice for this game, and I was curious. I wanted to kind of get into that because you know there's a lot of people that from the from the outside looking in like how are you not ready to play how do you not have energy and on on one hand i hear you right especially in football where it's like you get 12 of these right you get 12 but i also think like it's one of the great mysteries in sports is is the whole con juice and energy and fight. You would think all those things are totally in your control. You always have it. And I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just pointing out like a reality of sports. There are times you just don't have it. And they just did. They clearly didn't the first half. They were like, Hey, I I'm, I was, I was looking actually from 
the last three games, I was kind of waiting to see when is this defense going to give us the like, because I think every team right in football on all levels, they usually have one game here. They're just like, eh. like when I, when I think about defense where it's like, it's energy, it's sort right. of physicality, it's suddenness. You see that little, it's just not quite there as much. That usually happens. It's usually a letdown game. I was wondering to see where that was. Was it going to be Oklahoma? Was it, and we kept on like Bring showing it. up, showing up. And it was pretty impressive. And then it was, I think, Minnesota. This was our week where, man, they just they just didn't have it. They right. just didn't. I think they Minnesota schemed us really well to start the game. So let's not underestimate that. Their coordinator and their quarterback. I mean, that's, what were they, 16 for 16 on their first well, the yeah, so sixteen passes. Because let's get into the first half. Because I, I wanted to at least acknowledge the juice thing. Yeah, the ingredients that were there to be out of juice, and they were initially. Yeah. But to your point, it's a good one about like, I think in the back of my mind, I felt confident in this defense. But you kind of felt like, when is that little like they had been kind of playing at a not a perfect level, but a really high level for yeah. seven straight games. Pretty much. And Pretty, from Fordham to Buffalo to Oklahoma to Michigan State to Northwestern to Michigan. Yeah, they had it, kind of been. You, in like, Illinois, their first half, they played really played, well. Like, yeah. you would get, so basically, they've kind of been, outside of one bad half, bad half <laughs> you'd give them an A. It, so you, you kind of felt like, man, at some point there. You don't want to say they're due, but. You kind of felt if like you it, think though. If you, anybody that's ever done it knows that like, it sort of just happens. There's usually a game where you it's a it's a step back letdown, which is unfortunate. And, and, but but they it, it and, and listen, a, yeah. we can do the whole thing of hey, it's what leader you were a captain, I was a captain. That's what leadership's about. Trying to make sure that it's not just about you being ready to play, that the group's ready to play. We can give yeah. that speech all day. It's true, but at the same time, it's all over sports where yeah. teams just come out and for whatever reason they collectively don't have it. Well, and, and I think you also think about Nebraska is like except for Northwestern where they got like you win big you get up early you get the, the reserves in at the end of the game they've had the grinders a lot of grind like that's yeah, this, like, this the way we play where we go right. lose games in the last minute like you play right. 80 full plays high stress a yeah. lot of plays uh, you know all that stuff and Michigan was the the triumphant of like it was a bloodbath and for you, and you can't even time. call it like what I was thinking like you can't call these guys front runners you know, well, it's they, like, oh, they hit a little adversity and look what happened. It's like they've had adversity. They've had for adversity the entire time and they've continued to like get better almost in terms of the defense in particular. But let's get into the first, I, first half. We're going to kind of do broad stuff. And then the second half. Yeah, we got to slide this thing under the microscope and be like in the lab and be like, oh, look at that. Protons and neutrons. But uh, you brought it up. Bad team to get behind on. Minnesota, just look at this. First quarter time of possession. Nebraska had the ball for three minutes and 19 seconds. Minnesota had it for 11 minutes and 41 seconds. That's the first quarter. Second, the, the whole half, Minnesota had the ball for 21 minutes and 15 seconds. Nebraska had the ball for eight minutes and 45 seconds. It was clear this is what Fleck does, especially like they were letting that, they never snapped it with less than, Five, six seconds on the play clock. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. Last year was amazing where they did like, it was like at two seconds, yeah, like every they time. They were at the buzzer. But this was, I mean, they, they do that really well. And I think people that love 
like the philosophy of football, love what Fleck does. And that's like, he does something and he kind of does it to an extreme and you kind of have to respect it. Right. You you do. And it was very effective against a team like us. Okay. So you said they schemed them. So, okay. You you brought up coordinator. They had a bye week They had two weeks to stare at Nebraska, came up with some schemes. And then Nebraska looked a little tired. Cause one of the first things you write down was like, you said a couple of weeks ago, I asked you the question, what is this defense doing so well? And you said they're tackling really well. This was the most leaky tackling performance yes. the, of all year. So you start there. You can expand on that if you want. But what, what, what was it that they were doing? In particular, it looked like Nebraska was playing really soft on the slot guys, and Tanner Morgan looked like Joe Montana out there. Like, what, it, what did you see? To me, it looked like clearly their coordinator had a good feel for what we were going to do, right? Um, they came out and, you know, they were either in that jumbo package or they were checking into these, like, you know, they were checking into the right, you know, easy throws mm-hmm. they were making on the sideline. We were playing like a soft, you know, you know, that sort of like don't let anything behind you. Probably, you know, cover three would be my guess. I didn't exactly see as either quarter, quarter, half or cover three. And, um, we were given, we were, that's what we were saying. You can have that. And we weren't getting our drops underneath and they, they were just literally hitting everything. And then their, their, their throws at the end zone, they connected on. So, I mean, they were give them credit. They executed flawlessly, but to me, it's like, that's something I'll accept. What I don't accept is we looked slow had no pop and we didn't tackle. Yes. What we've done well for the last six or seven games is we just tackled. Right. And we didn't tackle every time they'd get an extra five yards. That was my problem with our defense. It's like, right. I'll give it. Sometimes a coordinator comes out, they're hitting. And you adjust. We did adjust. Second half, we adjusted. But we didn't tackle very well most of that game, especially the first half. Yeah, that's it, it's. I've been amazed at the energy and emotion, the consistency of the energy, emotion, fight, and tackling from this defense. Because yes. we've said, I don't think this defense, like it doesn't have a Sue, a Prince, like it doesn't. No, it's there's not no all stars with with, yeah. with 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 first round dudes. But what they do well is all those other things. And for one half, all those things slipped a little bit. Yeah, and, and this is the team that I think they do such a good job when they have a lead. And we gave him 21 points right. in the first half. Right. You, you go, like, we're talking about game plans. This is just not executing a game plan against this team. This is a team where, let's say this team is a high-powered offense and their defense can't play at all, and they just go, like, if you give up 21 to that team, okay, not so bad. Against Minnesota for what they want to do, it makes it really hard to beat that team if you can't, if you give them the lead. I totally agree. Because they really like that's their mindset is different than most teams. Absolutely. And and you made a good point too. Like sometimes, you know, Tanner, sometimes you got to just tip your cap. Like Tanner Morgan dropped some dimes and those receivers made some great plays. Like, yeah. and you kind of just like, not to make excuses, but you you, you can't stop everything. Yeah, like, you're not gonna. If you're covering the deep part and they're running, you know, ten yard stops, it's like, yeah, it maybe tighten it down as the game goes. But you like they're gonna make plays too. I don't get upset about them making plays. I just when we constantly can't tackle when we get, we're in a position to tackle, and they always are getting more yards. 
then defense just gets harder in general. And, well, that's, and I, I, that's what makes me mad. And I don't know. I think Sam McEwen brought this up, and I thought the same thing in watching the game. And it does seem like a little bit of what Nebraska's defense is, unless they're playing a, a Michigan State to a certain extent, is there a little bit of a bend-don't-break, keep-everything-in-front type of – and that's mm -hmm. like – that's against Minnesota. That's where styles make fights and matchups. Like – that's Minnesota. They're not a big play necessarily. They want to methodically chew the clock and and in, and yeah, drive their way down. In a sense, we don't like. Actually, Sam McCune had a good line in the papers. Like this was a bad matchup for yes. our defense because um, they're really big. They're the only line that I would say made our defensive line look a little smaller. Right. Uh, and when especially when they brought out like six or seven guys plus their big old tight, tight end. end. Yeah. I, that was the first time I saw like our, all four of our linebackers looked like they were like, Ooh, that's right. a lot leaning on us. And our D line was a little bit the same way. So uh, I thought throughout the season, our D lines done a good job. This is the first game where I felt like at times we just looked like we were, it was a, we, we were losing some of those battles. The Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by my good friends at White Castle Roofing. And I've owned two homes in my life, one in Omaha and now one in Lincoln. And both times when I had some damage to my roof, White Castle Roofing was who I trusted with the job. I had some hail damage to my roof in Omaha. White Castle took care of that and did a great job. And then I had a leak with my skylight in Lincoln. My guy Ben from White Castle was able to come over, take a look at things, get the pieces needed to fix it, communicated every step, and boom, the crew was over and knocked it out quickly. Done and done. The crew was amazing, man. They're fast. They're efficient. They were awesome. Cleanup was a top priority. And most importantly, they did a fantastic job. You can't trust just anyone with your roof. And trust me, you can trust White Castle Roofing. Check them out online, whitecastleroofing.com. That's whitecastleroofing.com. White Castle Roofing, built with trust, proven by time. The one thing I will say, too, before we get to the offense is – because we'll get to Cam Taylor-Britt's interception to start the second half. Cam Taylor-Britt, I thought there was a chance he made the game-changing, saving play in the first half with, I don't know what, the one snafu that coordinator made were moving the ball. They then went to a reverse pass, and Cam Taylor-Britt oh, yeah. blew it up and huge loss and stifled that drive. But that was a huge play, positive plays that happened on defense. Well, he first, played, played his best game. game. Time plays. There's are big time plays um but i mean that that play like that changed the game in a lot of ways because they did. were just picking us apart it point. looked like things were you were like man is nebraska close getting flatlined in the first half here and then that play happened but then you know we bring up like you know doing all the things you can't do nebraska gets the ball to start the game and they go quick three and out so, so basically, you almost allow Minnesota to have the ball first both halves. Yeah. It's like kicking off both halves. But so just real quick, going through the drives in the first half for, for Nebraska. Three and out. I thought set a bad tone for things. Martinez was high on his first two balls. Not good. Second drive, Nebraska is able to drive the ball down the field, and they get to a 50-yard field goal. And, of course, Culp makes a 50-yard field goal, which I have a theory on that, by the way. Do you want a theory on that? I would. I mean, okay. So I have a theory on people go like, how is Culp? How could he, he misses the short ones and makes the long ones? Because it shows you how fucked up he is here. I think no one, it's a, it's when he feels the weight and the pressure to make it. Yeah. It gets to him. It's nobody like expects nobody expects him to make a 50 yarder. 
So I think in his head, he's like, well, no, no. If I make this, it's a 50 yard. Or if I miss this, it's a 50 yarder and no one's going to feel, wow, you know, the worst kind. That's, that's the, the worst. That's what I think it is. I think he feels like, honestly, he feels less pressure and better about a 50 to 55 yard field goal than he does an extra point and a short, especially one. if it's early in the game, it's early it in the matter. game. Yes. If it was a, it was a kick that mattered then he would think different. That's my theory. I think we've all, I I, trouble. It's not good, (laughs) but that's not what you want. That's not what you want for your kicker. You Uh, want your field goal kicker to just be one of those guys like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. We'll be confident and good. Yeah. That's what you do. It's literally the only thing. I want the most oblivious guy in the team. Right. The guy that's like thinking about something else. Oh, I think he's he's like, all right. Yeah. Super Bowl? Okay, whatever. That, that, no, but that's not where Culp. That's not I where want Culp's that guy. At. I want a guy that's just so oblivious of everything. And I think Culp is is keenly oh, aware man. of a lot of things. Like, oh god, this fifty yarder. I feel better about this, but an extra he point. Got, don't have it. He got splashed again. Oh, really yeah. bad. I got a couple of those gifts from from our lovely listeners. Who just <laughs> splash. I mean, hit, that was he had kind of like, you know, Buffalo. He got splashed waiting for the bus stop. Car drove by. Water crushed him. Oklahoma waited for the bus stop, car drove by, slashed him. And then it had kind of like, he had kind of gone the whole day where he walked in. He's like, honey, I'm home. And he was like, you're dry. You have a good day. Like, Connor. Connor, you're you dry clothes. No change of clothes. What can you Look say? At you. Things are looking up for Connor. My Culp. goodness. <laughs> Dinner's ready, honey. Go take a seat. But that's pretty much what his life had been. And he went to Minneapolis, came home soaked in his. And he like, walks in like Dick Van Dyke. He trips over the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor it's Connor. It's Connor Gulp. Week, every week that is. <laughs> Home with your favorite family, the Culps. Connor Culp every night. This week, Connor missed another extra point. It's like, oh, God. What can I do, honey? Oh, God. Go in the backyard. It's ridiculous, but okay. So, yeah, so Colt misses the 50 yarder. Then Nebraska has a three and out on where if you had a false start on first down, there was one of a couple of miscommunications from Martinez where he threw bets went inside and he yeah. threw it outside. Just, it feels like wasted plays, wasted right? plays. Then you do get a touchdown drive. You run the nice reverse to bets. Uh, you convert a third and 10 to Austin Allen, who Austin Allen, Volkolek, get him. Get him numerous <laughs> vodka drinks for selection of my friend Allen. Allen. Allen, play action, get behind your backer. Well, I'll tell you what, we almost need to do that option pass to Allen every time till somebody stops it. No one will guard it. It is the most unstoppable play right now. I mean, it's. I guess it's like people are so focused on the option Martinez. It's open every time. behind the, that second level, and you just yeah. and then you can throw it so high. It, that's the thing with him is I Especially felt like Martinez is a propensity to throw it high, and and it's like that that works. They threw it to him a couple times where I was like, it wasn't open at all, but right. they just thought throw it up. Oh, and he made the it was really impressive. really impressive. Yeah. And then Ramir Johnson scores a touchdown, and that was then you know it's Wednesday with Cole <laughs> missed extra point, and you're just. Like, <laughs> It's an Aldo at home with the Culps. Uh, then the final drive, minute 52 left, three timeouts. You get the ball to midfield, get stopped, you punt it. Uh, and that's the end of the first half. Martinez really struggled. Six of 14, throwing the ball 62 yards. He had four carries for negative eight yards. Nebraska had 134 total yards, was one for five on third down. They were really, 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 really bad on offense. Yeah. 21 to nine at half. We'll be brief with this. 
but I don't know how we don't go. We'll go quick drive by drive. Okay. Okay. Yep. Real quick from a broad sense, what did change in the second half defensively? Because all of a sudden it was like stoned Minnesota. Was it just pop and tackling? and A little bit. I think they made some adjustments where they didn't get those, as many of those easy, uh, really the, when they were throwing it is where they got easy first downs. I think we made them, you know, we made him try to earn it without just easy ones. And then literally, and then we took the ball away a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, we took it away, I guess, only one more time. First two, first two drives of were the they both in the second half. The picks were in the second yeah. half. Oh, okay. I yeah. How about that? That's what's amazing. Because yeah. well, the Minnesota's first drive, we, we've been bragging on Cam Taylor Britt. This is a game saver. Yeah. If they are driving down the field, I think they get to about the 30 ish yard line. Yeah. And then he makes, and the, then Cam Taylor Britt makes a really good play on a recovery and saves a potential touchdown because if they score there 28 to nine and this thing's pretty much done so yeah and i think that's the part about this game that um that stood out to me just in a you know the we talk about nebraska's turnover margin where 90 percent of the time we're on the wrong side of it when you take it away from them and you don't give it up you're in every game yeah that's the part about is like we they outplayed us so bad this game but really because of those turnovers and because we didn't turn it over we were right there oh got it so okay so minnesota first drive cam taylor Britt interception the nebraska comes out interception here we go right three and out punt really bad drive really bad just another deflate you know you get a potential momentum swinging situation punt then here comes Minnesota's second drive, and on the second play of the drive, Deontay Williams picks off Tanner Morgan, and then Williams comes down. It's too, bad he, it's too bad he couldn't stay in his he feet. Could've. I think that's a. T- I think we got in anyway, right? Y- yes, we scored anyway, but it's. I think but still, when you can score a on pick defense, six really not changes the, yes. the momentum maybe even more. But it just, an, I mean, think about that. So, in your first seven or eight, first two of. First seven or eight plays of the of the second half for Minnesota, you get two interceptions. Yeah. Tanner Morgan, who had been red hot, got all the cool knocked out of him now with throwing two picks. So yeah, then that's maybe a better way. Like what adjustments? Like, well, they made adjustments and they made plays. That's the thing. Which I think Morgan then went to, uh oh, I'm 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 not slinging it now. I've now been it's, there. Yeah, now you know that. Like where I think in the first half he got in a rhythm and he all of a sudden had balls to throw throws that he maybe wouldn't have normally yeah. thrown, and then. Cam Taylor Britt gets him. William gets him. And that, then all of a sudden you're like, ooh. Maybe don't push it down the field as well. I'm, I'm, you got I'm, two picks. Two picks right away. Yeah, and they were down the field more throws. Totally, so. totally. And then Nebraska takes over a great field position. Three plays, touchdown to get the long 30-yard pickup to Austin Allen. Again, Allen. Allen. Then Ramir Johnson punches in from one yard. The score is now 21-16. to 16. Here we go. Minnesota's third drive of the, of the second half. Three and out, punt. Three plays, negative four yards, punt. All of a sudden, these black shirts have have woke up. They got them some. They made a they made a quick coffee run at half. They were like, got a cappuccino. Reimer's it's like, right tri- here. It's a triple. Uh, ah! Couple Red Bulls. Uh, monsters for uh, Deontay. A, uh, Americano, Deontay Williams. You got it. It's, <laughs> I know this is not good. Amphetamines. I just, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, snacks, cocaine. Uh, <laughs> anything, anything. Just take it. Hey. Snort it, drink it, 
whatever. Some of this is not legal, but we need to wake up. Yeah. Dude, someone someone went on a caffeine run because yeah. all of a sudden they're ready to rock. <laughs> so you get interception, interception, three and out, punt. <sighs> then Nebraska comes out. They drive the ball all the way down to the five-yard line, 29-yard run, run by Ramir Johnson, and then a sneaky big play on second down, second and goal. Ramir Johnson got crushed yeah. at the line of scrimmage that he gets knocked out of the game which it's amazing to think that of all the sentences I didn't think we'd say this season is how could Nebraska survive without Ramir Johnson? But it literally got like that. But then Adrian Martinez then on third and goal gets stuffed at the, at the goal line, which I actually thought, did he get in? I don't think he did. He maybe did, but I didn't think there was, if you want to go by the whole, there's got to be like indisputable video evidence. I didn't see it. There, there was no evidence. I actually think he got, the ball an inch in the end zone, probably. If you if there were angles right. and we could have seen it from over the top, my guess is he got in, but there was no reviewable evidence of it. I mean, you no. just couldn't see. Okay. Fourth down at the one-inch line. What have I been saying for three years now? You got to be able to get under center. It's it's an epidemic like, in, in college football. This is what they do. Nobody in the NFL does it. Nobody would there do this. There has to be a reason. Because they don't practice it. Right. That's why they don't want to practice it. They don't want to practice getting under center because they spend all their time in shotgun. This is what every team does down there now. And you got to be able to, you, you have a, can't, you have a Doyle, a Doyle. The one thing you got to give is a Doyle. You got a Doyle under, at center who's played his ass off. And you, then you got a, a pretty big physical quarterback, like a sneak. You can't get an inch. The, the, I guess my philosophy is is as a defense to not give up an inch feels like close to impossible. Right. And that's your you should take that from as an offensive person go well, they think it's almost impossible. It's really hard to stop it. If all we do is if everybody's just and then you can hard count, you can I mean cuz then it's either they have to go off of, you know, the twitch of it or you get the punch right it's all who can beat them the punch that's a great point right that much right and then you get an inch and then maybe they push you back but you get an inch or you get right. a foot or you get a, you know a yard right. okay once we get outside a yard or two go to shotgun but if we're talking about a yard and a half or less you go under center maddening maddening i mean i, I it's one of those things it's hard where they probably sit there and go because at that point you don't practice it and you risk fumbling in exchange or whatever, but like, yeah, don't do it if you don't practice it. Right. But, but you, you should, should practice it. That, that's it's, it's a philosophy that you, you should be always practicing in my, in my opinion. And I get why they have, there's reasons why you don't, but, but that's my why you opinion, do it. It's like, I just think when it comes to inches and feet, shotgun gives the defense time to come get you. And right. you give, you go back yardage to try to get back to like, you have to execute more perfectly than you do. You don't even have to barely execute when it's no under center, quick dive, a lead off tackle or whatever. It's you beat them to the punch. You don't give them time. He, here's why this is inexcusable to, to if listen, I don't know if they don't practice it, but it, I, I can only assume that they just don't practice it enough to feel comfortable with it. Yeah. This is why it's inexcusable. Uh, just speaking purely from a basketball standpoint, at Kansas, at Creighton, and I watch a million shoot-arounds because I, I cover college basketball for Fox, so I watch all these teams go through 
pregame stuff and practices. Almost every team devotes a couple minutes to special situations working on, guys, two seconds, length, length of the floor, yeah. what play we run it. Sideline out of bounds, one second, what play we run it. The chances of you ever being in that situation maybe aren't great, Once a but year. that one time a year, you're comfortable in that spot. This is why every single practice Nebraska should take a couple minutes, not a 15 minute, a couple minutes, work on fourth and an inch. Adrian, get under O'Doyle and sneak it because it's a special situation. Mm-hmm. You There are so many things you work on that it's just an if this situation comes up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I just... That's frustrating. And then Yant then trips, stumbles, stopped at the one inch line. I guess that's the issue is not that, like, yes, Yant shouldn't have tripped and he would have, he probably would have scored. But I guess to me, like, I always look at uh, almost, it's almost like probability. Like, the farther you got to go, and the more you got to do sideways, like, to me, the more things more things that can go wrong. On a sneak, you can certainly fall down. On a dive, you can fall down. I think it's just a little harder to. Agree. And it's harder to not, like, just tell me you can't get an inch on a sneak or a quick dive to somebody because it just happens so fast. You got to get an inch. I totally agree. So it's just unbelievable. So Nebraska gets stopped fourth and one inch. Turnover on down. So here comes Minnesota. Of course, they go three and out punt. Nebraska then takes over. Good position at midfield. You get another 40-yard gain into Austin Allen. Allen. Austin Allen. He may have just put himself as in the uh, a chance to go pro with that game. He was awesome. Yeah. That's it. That was his best game. I mean, he, he caught the fade. He, I mean, he went he over just, the middle and yeah. t- made tough catches in traffic. Like He's blocking. I mean, he did it all. Oh, so. man, he was good. So you get a 40-yard chunk play right away. Then Jack Quint gets stuffed. Then Nebraska runs option to the short side of the field, which as much as I'm an option lover, I'm not a short side of the field option guy. Um, Martinez doesn't pitch it and eats a two-yard loss. And then Yant picks up eight yards on third and long to get it down to the nine-yard line. And then here comes 80s (laughs) Tessit Cub. Kicking it with Cope. 27-yard field goal. Misses it. Unbelievable. The score is still 21 to 16, and that is the end of the third quarter. Yeah, and it's funny. Some people question the kicking the field goal, uh, and I don't because I'm. It, it, we go back the other week, and people are like, well, on the two, we should have kicked against Michigan. I think that stuff's all such a coin flip. Uh, I, mean, I was fine with kicking it. I'm fine with kicking it. You know, at that point, it wasn't fourth and one. It was fourth and four, four I yeah. thought. So it's fourth, fourth and four. You're on the 10. After you had just you had just gotten down there and gotten no points. You're trying to just get points. You need points. Yeah. And it's just like if you make that field goal, it's a, your mindset feels a little better. Right. You're like, okay, we got something out of it. Yeah. And yeah, like, but so I, I didn't. But that's, but, you know, Culp, Culp culps it. And, you know, we, uh, <laughs> We've had two drives inside the 10. At the 9 and the 1 inch. Come away with zero. And you're down a score. And you're down 21-16. 21-16. So 21-16. That, that is... That's a morale killer. That That is what we have to... 
what we've been thinking about for two days and we can't understand what it is. I, I don't, I mean, you know, they don't know how to enough, win. You know, I mean, they're I, good like, enough to get like the problem that I have is they're good enough to get there, but they can't find a way to get from there. They can't get one more inch to there. Yeah, Al Pacino's like a game of inches. Yeah. You know, like they can't get that one little extra inch. They can't do it. Well, here's hold on. We're we're not finished with with more like issues here. Yeah. But so Culp Culps, Minnesota then takes over. They're in the fourth quarter now. Minnesota has a, five plays, 21 yards, then has to punt. Nebraska takes over again. Again, 21, still 21 to 16. They have a decent little drive mounting with some big third down pickups. Third and 10, Martinez makes an unbelievable little like flick pass up to Xavier Betts. Oh, yeah. Great throw. And then third and five, they convert it to a little crosser to Omar. And then Nebraska gets to third and five into Minnesota territory at the 29-yard line. Third and five, Noelli. False start. Oh, yeah, that one hurt. He was like pulling. It's really bad when you pull and no one else moves. I always love it when the, when they, God, you know, yeah, you just uh, see the, oh, it's, oh, gosh, guys, you that know, all the, usually the worst false start is usually going into pass pro when no one else moves. But when they it's get also three kicks when they get one, it, one, two, two three. three. Like, <laughs> I mean, if, like, if you would have, that's what I would have, I would have done. Was if my, you would have, was my form at least good? What did you think of my kick step? It was pretty good, but it's pretty bad. A false start on pulling. I mean, Noelle pulled and was like, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. So, but it's a huge play. Third and five, false start, third and 10. Then Nebraska, Martinez gets his pass batted down at the line of scrimmage. Now, fourth and 10. And Nebraska decides to go for it. And again, I, I don't know what you do there. I mean, I get that you're kind of going back and forth. It would have been a 51 yard field goal. You're, you've, yes, he made a 50 yarder, but since then he had missed an extra point and missed a 27 yarder. Yeah. So at that point, you're not feeling great about tuning into ABC's hit show, <laughs> kicking it with Colt. But so fourth and 10, pass rush flushes Martinez, pass gets batted down, turnover on downs. So, Bo Rude, to add to the oh my godness of what's going on, three consecutive drives for Nebraska with a chance to take the lead. Nebraska got the ball to the one inch yard line, the one inch line, the nine yard line, and the 29 yard line came away with zero points. Zero points. What can he even say? I don't know. It's beyond what I understand about football. I have an understanding of football. And Nebraska for four years has pressed my understanding to its limit where I don't have a good explanation. I, I'd have to see that's a, I'd have to watch practice every day and go, oh, that's why they don't do well there. Right. But they do well in between the 20s. But it's not like they never do well. You know what I mean? Like they they, the, they get hot sometimes, and most of the time they can actually like people talk about our offense like. PJ Fleck raves about our offense and people around the country talk about us. Like we're, we're this high powered offense. I don't know that I ever really felt that way. No. And that, and that's, what's weird is other like, than Northwestern. When, when have they shown a pulse of being like, or like the third quarter against Michigan? Like, I think because I, I don't, we go on these, uh, these like <clears throat> spurts where we're good. Um, but we always are good between the twenties. We're not good going in. Well, I, they almost strike me as like, and you know, 
The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. I got to talk to you guys about something. The Eagles ran Philly special in Super Bowl 52, right? Remember that trick play? It was incredible. It was amazing. Well, Runza has huddled up, and they got their own version of Philly special. How about a Philly-style Runza? Oh, man. For a limited time only, you can get a Philly-style Runza. Everything you love about a Philly combined with everything you love about a Runza wrapped up into one. So if you got a hunger as big as the Sixers center Joel Embiid, you need the Philly-style Runza. You got green peppers, grilled onions, steak seasoning, Swiss cheese, and, of course, juicy, delicious, succulent steak all wrapped into a Runza. Oh, my goodness. The combination of steak and Runza. I mean, that's kind of like the combination of Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre. It's just fantastic. So get your Philly game right. Get your Philly-style Runza game right. Again, this is for a limited time only. So head out to Runza today and get a Philly-style Runza. Runza makes it all better. Cute. I tried liking everything to basketball. It's like maybe a part of it is like they run great stuff, but they don't like that's hard to defend. It is hard to defend, but they don't make the basket. To you me, know what I mean? Nick, like, to me, it's a lot of like, and this might, this is going to sound bad, but like when you got a great running back or a great wide receiver that you can just like, even Alan, we threw a little, it's not, it's like, it's not a hard execution play. Right. Like everything we do has to be perfect. Right. And I think it's hard to be perfect in the red zone because you can't spread people out. Uh, and we don't have somebody just to be like, go be better than that. Here. And, and that's so. So then you got to you got to get creative, I guess. You I have don't to know. Be too creative where instead of just being like simple, efficient, get your points where most like teams with good players, I think just do. Right. And I think we we just don't have the guy. Right. I think especially at running back. If we have a great running back, I would love to see what our red zone percentages would be. Well, two things with that. We just don't. You know, you, you you made a good point about like when you have a great running back or a great great wide receiver, your your playbook simplifies. It's just like just you can throw a fade or a slant. What if you get if you can get one on one coverage every time you're on the if you're on the five, you go, they're gonna guard this guy one on one. It's just simple. Your playbook for, for, is simple for 15, 20 years, there's been numerous situations where, now granted, Brady hasn't had a ton of great receivers. Like, if you look at his best receivers over the years, it's not been great. Yeah. But in 2007, it was just like, what do you guys think? Just throw it to Randy. Throw it to Randy Moss. Cool. You know, or you know, the Vikings win, or Oklahoma in 2003 or whatever. What do you think? Give the ball to Adrian Peterson. I think that's a good idea. You don't have to think. You, you just, don't have to think. I mean, you just, you, you know what you're going to do. Um, and it's really still hard to stop, even and, if they know it's coming. And then the other thing that simplifies things is when you have a great offensive line. When you have a great offensive line, just about anything works. That's that's so it, it feels like Frost in if you want to try to defend him and the ineptness of the offense at times, it's like when you have a a fairly shaky offensive line, you don't have a star at running back, you don't have a star at receivers, but not you don't have receiver. a dominator. You, you don't, don't have, have a, dominator. a dude that just, he's going to win with routes. He's going to win with size and speed. We have guys that can do parts of that. Not one guy that does it all. We, we two weeks ago, brother's office for the Michigan game. And, you know, they have a wall that you can 
it's like you yeah. can take a marker and draw stuff up. I mean, I have to imagine if Frost has that, it is full of stuff because he's having to he has to scheme everything. Our schemes are pretty amazing, actually. If you look at our offense, like the we have these guys, you know, the options with I mean, our offense is would be hard. Like I would hate to be a defensive coordinator against that's, our that's offense. That's what's weird. It's weird as we're talking this out. It's like I think I understand why people compliment. It's probably hard schematically to stop. Yeah. But they still don't have great players and they don't then finish with to me with the, scoring. The only thing I can keep thinking of is if we just had dudes, right? You can simplify in the red zone and it just makes it easier. That's that's the best I can come up with because we have that's, been you know so what? I bad. mean in all reality, that's about all you and can we got, come and up with. Having kickers that can make kicks consistently takes the pressure off. That's that's cost us I don't know how many games, but a lot. A ton. We'll hammer through the end of the game here because I mean Minnesota then after Nebraska after they go for it on fourth and ten, get stopped, still 21-16. Minnesota comes out three and out punt. So Nebraska gets the ball again, 21-16. And this is where we have to credit the black shirts. They came out sleepy. They got their coffee and their and their whatever they had to take. Red Bull, Mountain Dew, various <laughs> Mountain, illegal, illegal Dew. drugs, legal whatever. Right? That wake up. Right. And uh they, they played a second, a real second half. I mean, how could they be better? Well, how could they be better? They forced three three and outs. They get two interceptions. Yeah. And, like, I, I and don't, the end of the game is so different if our offense can do anything to take the lead. Because if that team is down, then they have to pass and not, hey, we're going to bring seven linemen out right. and see if you can handle it. Because you know? that's what they want to do right. instead of what they don't want to do. So they force the three, out, three and out and punt. And here comes Nebraska, fourth quarter, four minutes and 53 seconds left, three timeouts, 21 to 16. First down, safety. Martinez, intentional grounding in the end zone, safety. The score is now Minnesota 23 to 16. And it's just, could the protection have been better? Maybe. That's just, you can't, again, it's just terrible awareness by Adrian Martinez. You have to know where you're at on the field. You have to be able to feel things. You you just can't make that play. And if you throw it away, it has to be near somebody. I mean, you're better off. I don't know if you're better off taking a safety or throwing a pick, but probably better off taking a safety than throwing a pick. Maybe. I mean, with the way in the, I mean, but, I guess, like, I mean, whatever. But, it's but, just, you can't. This goes back to the, like, Things you can do and things you can't do in a situation. That's amen. And what you can do with four minutes on the clock is step up and take a sack. Uh, or which, throw it or yeah. throw it away. What you cannot do is take a safety or turn the ball over. Right. Yeah. So you can't turn the ball over. But, that's, that's, the, that's a good point. What can't you do? Can't turn it over. Can't fumble. Uh, can't take safety. Or take like you know run if he runs back and takes a twenty yard loss that's just as bad. But those are things you can't do. There's a lot of things you can do, and he chose one of the three things you can't do. Fourth year guy, and that and that's the thing. It's tough. Uh, the, about the only thing I had kind of right on last week's pod, which was just an embarrassment of of being wrong about something. But I 
you know, there's I got a lot of questions and emails about, you know, the late game issues for Martinez in Nebraska. And one of the things I said about Martinez, I'm not smart enough to be able to diagnose Nebraska's two minute offense from a schematic standpoint. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But But the one thing about Martinez to me is a part of playing, whether you're a linebacker, a quarterback, a a a guard for Creighton or Kansas late in the game, you have to sometimes, this doesn't mean you're in a negative frame of mind, but you think to yourself, what can't happen? Yeah. You have to start there, what you were just laying out. And time and time again, Martinez, at the end of the first half against Illinois, when he's stepping up in the pocket, you know what you can't do is hold the ball with one hand because you might fumble and they scoop and score and go run it in against Illinois. Yeah. Michigan, you're driving. You... Get a first down. You're in a pile. You know what can't happen? You can't get stripped. You just can't. Yeah. Four minutes and 53 seconds left. You're down 21-16. You're in that awkward point where it was like about the 10-yard line where, you know, a little five-step drop, you're right at the goal line. You have to understand what what can't happen is you can't take a safety. You can't get you, yeah. you just can't do it. And so many times he he does the thing that you should eliminate from the fucking start of the play. Yeah, I, I, I remember this is a Bill Belichick. I remember him going over this in film. He was talking to the quarterbacks, and he was saying that when you're in field goal range, especially like, you know, when it's crunch time, right? say you get into field goal range, he, he basically, I think he posed that question, like, what's the one thing we can't do here? And... The answer is essentially take a sack to get yourself sacked out of field goal range, right? So sometimes quarterbacks, you know, you're getting right into field goal range and you're there and you got a chance to win the game, but a field goal also probably ties your wins. In that situation, you can do things. You can't turn it over and you can't take a sack and take yourself out of field goal range. It's the only two things you can't do. And it stuck with me because I was like, I guess I had never thought about that as a quarterback is like, you think, oh, make a play or something, but like, Really, all you have to do is not take a sack. You right. can throw it away, and it's a win. Right when you get into field goal range, and that's a that's a mindset we're talking about of what can't you do in a situation. That's not that's in the middle of the game. Middle of the game it doesn't matter when, when the ball's at the fifty you yard can line. Take a sack, okay, okay, whatever. whatever. But like in that scenario, in a crunch time, in a crunch time situation, yeah, there are certain things that that can't happen. Yeah, and. You know, it's it, this happens across all sports. You know, you're you may defensively you may say no threes, can't give up a three here, right, or whatever. Yes, um, I mean, like great. those, like anything but a three. anything but a three. We'll give any. They can do anything but a three pointer here. Um, yeah, and no and ones. If you foul, right, it's, it's wrap them up, right, yeah, or you let them go, right. Yeah. Like there are times in sports where you have to be able to read the situation and understand what you can't do. Yeah, if you got if you got uh, if you're if you're up three and you got three on base, and you got a home run hitter, what you can't hang one out there. Right. You walk him before you before give you, him exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or even yeah. in, or even in uh, I brought this like even in golf when you get to sixteen at Augusta, the par three with the water on the yeah. left. What can't you can't hit it left? Yeah, you can miss right, and you can miss long. You can miss long, but you can't miss left. Yeah. So what I'm saying is this is this isn't a this isn't a cross all sports thing. Certain situations you have to understand what can't happen. Yeah. And I, if if my one criticism of Martinez when you go man what he just can't win, I think it's that. I think he has an issue of 
situational football of understanding what can't happen. Yeah, I mean, in in I bet you if if he sat down with us, he would know. Like you quizzed him, like what can't happen. Nick, he would he would know it better than us. Right. I really I sure I a hundred percent believe that. Now, the difference is, does everybody on the team and does uh, when the moment is big and the pressure's on, are you thinking are, straight? Can you, know, you like, actually execute those things? Like, right. I think some people in theory say, well, yeah, I, I knew that. But when somebody's at like, you know, to be able to do it when in the heat of the battle, it's hard. It is hard. So there it's not easy. It's a hard thing to do. Um, but it's clearly a weakness. And we got to, I, I don't know. I just don't know how, like, how we are with that. Other, I, than, I know other than the results tell me we're not good. The, this, uh, I've told this story, obviously, because you were on the field when it happened, but I'll tell it again. And yeah, it's a great way for me to mention that we won state championship in, in football. But double overtime, we're sophomores, state championship game against prep. Yeah. I get under center from the seven-yard line. It was OT started at the 10. I get under center at the seven-yard line. And as I'm about to get under center, we had called a pass play. As I got under center, I realized the play came in backwards, meaning my receivers and my tight ends were going to be flooding one side, and I was going to be booting the other direction. Yeah. If you watch the – as I'm about to get under center, it hits me. Yeah pressure fucking pack situation this is a state championship game <laughs> yeah. double overtime okay yeah. i i stopped for a second i didn't want to call timeout so i said what can't happen throw can't in throw an interception <laughs> yeah so what i said i knew i'd have you you were you were you were going to be maybe in the flat a little bit for me yeah because we run a little it was a it was kind of a counter sweep where barrett was going left you were going to be able to go right yeah so i i said to myself you're either dumping it down to bow you're throwing it away or you're running yep they all went with barrett because barrett's the best player on the field i turn the corner you seal homeboy in and i just run and score and we win the game yeah but these are those moments where you have in pressure you have to be able to think you have to Told to think, think. What is the what are the things I can and can't do, and don't do the things you can't. And Martinez just it's a it's a classic. The past couple of games have been just classic moments of him, and they're heat of the battle moments. Like the guy got the him. split second. Like he, yeah, like he he made a split second, which he's been doing is like he scrambles. He he looked you know I think he's a you know he's a little he's he looked a little tired. Yeah, he looked a little beat up and looked a little slowed against minnesota and that's understandable he's had a long season too but you know he tried to get away like he's been trying to make plays all year so like i'll give him that but like the guy gets him and nick if you're if they got you and it's the end zone you have one second to find a receiver right. and get it out Heave of bounds it. and he couldn't do it but like it's it's a it's such a hard thing because it's like to tell him well don't scramble well Right, then you're it's taking away. Th it's right. hard to say it to him, but in that moment, the you only thing know. you you can step up and get sacked. You can step up and throw it away. You can't turn it over or take a seat. You just can't do you it. You can't do it. You just can't do it. You're responsible for not doing it. And he did it. And that's what's hard. Is it, It's in the heat of the battle, and 
these quick moments, man. He, he takes, I think what he's still yet to, to learn that I think the best guys learn is in the heat of the battle, they lose sometimes, but their losses are small. When Adrian loses, he loses big. Right. Because he's trying to do it. He's trying right. to make it happen, but he needs to learn to take your smaller losses. Right. And that's the stuff like step up and take it and you lose three yards versus the like, I mean, that would have been a, it's just tough, man. Because it, it, we, we want him to make plays. We want him to scramble. So we're talking out of both sides of our mouth, but but, the two but minute, I mean, but I also think minute, like you, you should be able to have it both ways there on like, yeah, you want Adrian to be aggressive and, and play to his strengths. But again, there are certain situations where you have to understand what can't happen. Yeah. Or the ball's got to come out quick. Like it for him to, to, to for the ball to come out quicker. Right. It could be the right decision when he right. holds it. Sometimes it, you hold, maybe you got to throw it away quicker. So you're not in that situation. I mean, these are things you learn. I think the really veteran dudes, right? I mean, we're probably talking more about NFL guys, but, but they get really good at just take your small losses, not big ones. Well, and then I mean, because this is the other, I was trying to find this quote here. Uh, there, there's that cliche in sports of the first step to winning the game is to stop losing it. Yeah, or the Bobby Knight line that I always like of this classic Bobby Knight is "Dumb loses more than smart." Mm -hmm. Or what Brett Bielema said at Media Days this year, which kind of stuck with me. Brett Bielema said, quote, it's a simple idea, but it's also not preached nearly enough that most of the time, more games are actually lost than won. And I think, I think that, wow, that's a great line. But I, I think that is never been more true for a team than this team. Is it, if you would summarize that, like that quote perfectly applies to this team. Well, and I want, I guess my, my feeling on this game, I think that maybe proves that point is we were not great on offense, but we didn't turn the ball over for three and a half quarters. Mm -hmm. And we played bad, played a bad half of defense, played bad on offense. And we were, we, we could have been, we were there. Like, because we didn't turn it over, you're kind of always in the game. Right. And I think if that's something that, that like an Adrian can learn our offensive guys can learn is like, look, you can be horrible, right? good, but if you don't, your defense is adequate. You actually are still in most games, right? Right. It, unless a team is just so much better than you, then it doesn't matter anyway. Right. Every team that we play, if we don't turn it over, we're in the game. And then what happens, it seems like is in the fourth quarter, we press, it, and we turn it over. Right, right. And then we lose the game. We, it, it's, that's, I think the teaching moment is take the sack, take the small loss, hang in there. Like you just can't make the back-breaking big mistake. Like the, end of the, like the end of the first half at Illinois yeah. where it's like Martinez was trying to step up and holding the ball with one hand. Just, just take a sack. I, I mean, that's where I'll give P.J. Fleck, like, you know, I don't know how much time was left in the half, but they were quick to take a knee. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that – 
has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. It's a I'll read the quote. It's a simple idea, but it's also not preached nearly enough that most of the time more games are actually lost than won. And you just go down Nebraska's season and all of their losses. How many games? I suppose you got to shake Michigan's hand. Like Michigan, Michigan probably beat, beat Nebraska. They right? just probably beat us. But yeah. other than that, Michigan State, no, we gave that one. Oklahoma. You could shake their hand, but you're probably doing the whole like fuck. No, Oklahoma, we gave it to them. Illinois felt gave like you it gave it to them. Yeah. And then this game, you feel like you lost the game more than they won it. I mean, I, I, it's weird because they they beat us in a lot of ways, but yeah, the first half we were there. It, like the, the hard part is that we were so there. We were so there with three opportunities. That's the thing. My I mean, comment makes it sound like I don't want to give them any credit. I will absolutely give yeah. them credit. They played great in the first half. They did what they needed to do. But fuck, bro. They got Nebraska got the ball to the one-inch line, the nine-yard line, and the 29-yard line and scored zero points down five points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I can give. I can shake P.J. Flex's hand and say, great first half, great job. But at the same time, no, like... You're lucky. Yeah. So the difference is in the second half, that Nebraska's they didn't cheddar make, bob. They didn't make fourth quarter mistakes, and we did. Right. Right. So I mean, right. that's that's the part that's hard. It's like the fourth quarter, the people that are making fourth quarter mistakes have been Nebraska, 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 <laughs> and Nebraska in all those games. Right. Right. You you look at Michigan State. Did they make a fourth quarter mistake? No. Illinois. Mm -mm. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. No, no. 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 They did not. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. So I don't think so. I mean, oh boy, Odell Beckham did, and maybe should have batted it down. But I mean, like that's a weird, like. But but we we are making the losing mistake, right? Um, in all those games, we're making winning plays a lot of the rest of the game, right? In those games, and we're making losing plays, and the other team doesn't do that in the fourth quarter. And that is, uh, I think that's my issue right now is trying to figure out exactly why we're doing that. So that was I mean, pretty good. I feel like we went deep. That into was it deep. There. I mean, because by the way, it was it's Minnesota then scored on that fifty-six yard run. At that point, it's it was, like hey, you know, Nebraska did drive the ball down the field and throw the fade all, to Al and whatever. All, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. After the yeah. It was all to me. Just, to me, that's right. Like it, after the safety, the game was pretty much done. It was done, and it was so that that garbage time drive means nothing. They're in prevent defense. I, we got to do it on the drive we did the safety. That's it, right? On the drive that we fumbled against Michigan, right? Uh, the drive against Iowa last year we fumbled, right? Like these are these are the drives we got to do it. Not when we're down two scores. We're right. down two scores. It doesn't matter when it, we're down a score or less or tied, right? And Minnesota will kind of played on their like when it was thirty to sixteen, and they were playing prevent and Nebraska. Like that doesn't matter. I, whatever. Like it's, I, it's, it's that's not the, the one that we got to do it when it counts. I liked how we got deep there. That was good. That but was. I actually like these are things that I I don't know. I like, I'm thinking them as we go. I don't know. It's so. weird how you and I just like I don't know. I think that we all come just... to the answer like as we talk. Like we got, it's kind of great. But it is amazing, though. This is Minnesota's second half drive chart. 
interception, interception, three and out punt, three and out punt, 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 then And then win the game. And And then win win the the game. game. Because all you got to do is... Not make a mistake. I mean, they threw interceptions, but it was in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, quarter, they... Let's tighten it down, and let's win the game. And then for Nebraska's mistakes, we've talked about you have three trips to the one-inch line, the nine-yard line, 29-yard line, come up with zero points. But you also have a missed point at a missed PAT, a missed 27 yard field goal and a safety. That's a, that's a six point swing. And I'm not even talking about all the opportunities where you could have Nebraska could have won that game by two touchdowns. Yeah. It's, we put it, we always put ourselves in a bad position, make it hard instead of scoring, 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 getting up two scores. And Martinez doesn't have to press. He probably doesn't scramble them. He probably, we're probably running the ball. Right. Uh, I mean, this is the stuff that when we learn how to win, we'll do that. Right now, we find ways to make it hard. I wrote down, you know, because consistency, you know, it, it's, it's one of the hallmarks of being good. Like being being great is simply just being good all the time. And consistency is really ultimately the separator for the great players, the good players, and yeah. the average players, and the bad players. Lots of guys can have a day. Can you have two days, three days, four days, a whole season, 10 years, 20 years? Like, that's the difference. And the reality is, if we get in, the, the only team, the only thing this team does consistently is lose close games. If you're looking at, like, what's something they consistently do? They consistently find a way to lose a close game. And, like, that would be the, the only thing you could write down for, you could say the defense has been pretty consistently. Defense has been pretty consistent. We've been consistently competitive. Right. Which is the That's this what's is so the hard about this like, is what's hard about our team is writing us off and you know pe- the, the people that want to blow this thing up they're discounting how competitive we've been. I mean, I I hey I'm not trying to sugarcoat the 17 losses we've had. Right, I, I I'm not going to sugarcoat those close losses. Right, can't you can't do it. But to not see that we're competitive, um. That's what makes it that much That's more what maddening. Makes this, it makes it more maddening, but you can't discount that because that means we're we're somewhere closer to where we want to be. And I think that's the, the where it gets tough with this season. That's is, where I am is, lost. I've never been more. And and granted, we just had a great conversation, and there were parts of of that that had eureka moments and like. But what's I don't the know, but that's the thing. It's all we're doing is pointing out the issue. How do we? Solve it? How do you solve it? And that's the thing that's I've never been more lost than I am right now with where the hell this thing's at. Well, and maybe and listen, maybe there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this and going, "You're not lost. You just don't want to acknowledge it." And they may be right. You okay. may be right. Maybe, like we talk about this every week, and you know I. I think the first this is the first week the 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 people that want to hit the blow it up button are starting to hit it. No, there's always an early group, right? They are oh, called yeah. early adopters. <laughs> the in the early one to just in the marketing world they call them early adopters. Yes, the yes. people that wanna let's start new. Right. All right. And we've done that game, right? And what I would say is the process, the competitiveness makes me wanna go so far away from the abort mission start again button um but the conundrum is the reality is like look we can't go on doing this uh 
There's no way. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year. I, I've said before, and you saw some of Trev Albert's quotes last week in that ESPN column that certainly suggested that Trev is. I think Trev's behind Scott. behind yeah. Scott, and I think he feels like the he doesn't want to come in and blow things up. But at the same time, and I don't know who this is necessarily going to apply to, you really have a hard time feeling like they're just going to run this thing back with everything the exact same. Well, the paper today was talking about the, the offensive, offensive side, of the, side ball. of the ball, which I just don't know enough. Um, Makes sense to me, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I just, I it is. Is our problem the offensive coaches or is the problem something deeper than that deeper um is you know that's where it's like it's so hard because like our head coach is kind of like the coordinator too that's, right that's, so thing that's tough it's like i don't think our scheme is bad i think like it's more like it's some of these little like philosophy just, things that they're they're working their way through and um i just i, I just think my my opinion is always don't blow it up. I I yeah was, I don't want to blow it up. I was arguing with people till the death to not fire. Bolini, you were yeah. watched what happened with Solich. I said don't do that, don't do that. I'd say it again, don't do that. Like there's who would come in and do a better job? Like uh, Urban Meyer's not coming here. No, right. And so like I think you want to be so slow to make big changes and give things a chance times 10 we all See, said this is seven so, years give them seven like, but, but here's the thing bro the thing that's so hard is like even in the midst of losing games i think the vibe around here even after that michigan gut punch loss like i think people could see you can you you could see it coming and then that game happens and now now a lot of people don't know what to believe but but here here's why Here's why I would disagree with them is because the way they felt last week after a loss, and if we win against Minnesota, they're feeling very good. So what's the difference between a win and loss in Minnesota? Like, we're doing great, or the coach – like, that means it shouldn't be that far. I know. That's what's that's hard is, like, one be. game doesn't change everything. It shouldn't. But, and that's where I feel a little bit like an idiot. That's I just feel like – you know what I I felt a lot this week, and I'm like I feel like an idiot on a variety. I feel like an idiot by by kind of buying into what was happening, but then I feel an idiot for then feeling like then I feel like an idiot because I was ready to just jump off the like no nah, this thing isn't going anywhere. So like feel like I'm I don't know where to go, and I'd imagine a lot of fans feel like that. You just don't know. I it's hard to figure out what direction what what. What if I'm trying to tell myself what I don't, I don't well, know where to go with this thing. I well, don't. To me, it's like, as a fan, you have one of two choices. You either help the situation or you hurt it. Like if everybody decides to just be like, blow it up, Johnny, blow it up. Right. It will blow up. Cause that's what actually happens. Like when the fan base gives up on a coach and a staff and players, like, it's just a matter of time till that seeps in. It truly just happened. Like it's almost impossible to fight that. Did you feel that in 07? Oh, it was done. Yeah. Well, I mean, done. I didn't know because I felt the, it from there. I didn't know the coaches, the inside. The coaches you were yourself. done. Like right. the coaches with three or four games, three games left, three or four games left, knew it was over. Hope was gone. The players feel it from the coaches. It's over. Right. Um, 
God, that's got to be a bad feeling. It's a bad. It's now, terrible. Granted, you're a senior, so that's maybe a little different. But at the same time, oh, like it's 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 a terrible feeling, especially if you're a senior, because you're like, what is this? You right. know. But I think it's a mistake to not try to see it through as a fan. Just just say, you know what? This is we are lost, and yeah, we're we're gonna be like this. We can't act like we're not seeing what we're seeing with all these right. close losses. But to somehow say like, but we still are going to support you and see what happens is a way better option than saying, just blow it up and we're going to be just, we're going to be ruthless against you. Like that's a bad, because you're guaranteeing the outcome if you do that. If you give it a chance, there's a, it's a coin flip. It could go either way. Right. And I think it's better to give, give them your support and be a good fan and see what happens. Because like, you can't tell me we just... Oklahoma, Michigan State, and Michigan, and looked better than all three in a lot of ways, and found ways to lose. That tells us that we're messing things up, but we're not far. That's what I know. That's what's they're not blowing us because out. that's what's so hard. It's like how can you, how can, how can you watch a team go toe to toe with those three top ten teams, but then also that same team look the way they looked against Minnesota and look the way they looked against Illinois. Nick, Nick I, police, I just don't. So Pelini, so Callahan, Pelini, Solich, Callahan, Pelini, and Riley lost games huge, huge. by 30, 40, 50 points, right? We are losing a lot of games by three to seven points. Right. But we don't lose games big almost ever. It's really a weird. It's, weird. it's not the same thing that's as the before. Thing that's, that's the thing that, like, when when all those regimes ended, Regardless of if it was the right move or not, in hindsight, you easy to understand what was going wrong and yeah. what was wrong. Like with Callahan, you could understand it. With with Bo, you may have disagreed with it, but you know it. It there was a plateauing that was taking place. There was personality issues, and yeah. there were blowins and three huge huge losses, loss, colossal, and that, and that wasn't good enough at that time, right? Which and, now, in, in retrospect, that's good enough. Of probably. course, of course. And then he was getting just his doors Not, blasted. Yeah, he they was, weren't even competitive. The defense couldn't stop anybody, right? Ever. It was 40, 50, 60 points a game. But then here comes Scott Frost. And they're not getting blown out. You there, there are in some ways the defense has absolutely shown progress. I think you can see that even though we don't necessarily have a bunch of elite offensive weapons, I think you can see that this is the first year that, like, all the, these receivers and all this stuff, like, it's, it's getting it's, it's getting a little yeah. better. And, like I said, it's these these close losses, it's 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 unbelievable. But what makes it hard, it'd be one thing if you were losing, it's amazing. So what is it? Nebraska's five and seen in, in one score games now. Yeah. If somehow all those 17 losses were the other team made an unbelievable play and just beat you, you'd probably be a little bit better about it. But when it's seven, when it's it's 17 consistently Nebraska is the team that puked all over themselves, that gets hard to to rest in and feeling like, all right, you yeah, know, it, I see saying, but we're at a conundrum that it's not the losses aren't as atrocious in terms of like how bad amount, they beat you, but they're amount. as atrocious from 
They're more devastating, not I don't know. There's what's worse, devastating or demoralizing? Which one is it? Because I don't know. Yeah, big blowouts are demoralizing. Close ones are devastating. They're almost more frustrating too. Like it's what like when you know when Wisconsin and Melvin Gordon rush for 400 yards and blow you out in Camp Randall. Like you're shell shocked. You're shell shocked. You just but you're you're kind of like well that was pretty easy to digest and but like when you you play everybody by one score and then you get up it's nuanced so it's, it's like it creates it's a this- mind it's a mental like n- i think nobody knows how to take it right and i think most fans know blowing it up is a mistake that's what i think but they they don't they don't know where to go right now right that's that, it. I guess, so so you, so, so there is because the blow it up button's there don't that they know it's a mistake but like what else do we do? Right. You're in this situation where you know you don't want to go through door one, which is the blow it up door, but you don't know what to do in the meantime. Door number two could be an, another sentence of 17 more one score games. So you sit there and you're, you're like, oh, you have God. To, it feels like, and maybe you don't, maybe this is the, the beauty of the situation of like, you don't have to necessarily know how you feel in the moment, but I yeah. just don't, I, I, all I know is I don't want to blow this up. No, door but I also bad. can't sit here and tell you it unequivocally like this shit is going to work. We don't know it's going to work, but I, <laughs> but I do, I do believe like door number two, if you're willing to support and have patience, there's an opportunity for it to go right. Right. Door number one, there's no opportunity. If you blow it up as a fan base, it's over. Door number two, there's an opportunity. Could be 17 more one score games. It could go worse. Who knows? But it could go better. The progress we're seeing could go the right direction. And a few more players, a few more plays, confidence bills. We, you know, I can't imagine we 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 lose 17 more close. Like I just I don't think, think so. But but I've kind of been happen. saying to my that to myself for every season. Like it can't at some point it's gotta like I, I, and you it know just what? keeps I, on. Happening. I would rather I would rather us have 17 more than just hit blow it up right now. And I mean that. I sincerely mean it. I think we're better off doing that than like being the school that just every four years, you know what we do? We blow it up. Right. I just think we can't do that again. But but I agree. But at some point, like, but also these final four games of the season matter. Like Frost, you can't, you can't, you can't just stumble your way down the stretch and lose all four of these games and and look bad and then you're standing there and you went oh my god they just went three and nine like there is a little like i'm totally with you but like there's got to be some there's got to be some give some give like but but i think the fan base right now they're at the crossroads of do we hit it now or do we wait? And I'm saying wait get the the season over with i know because you can you can torpedo their season now and we don't want to do that. No. We want to give them a chance. And then after the season, okay, like I said, then I then I think it's like it gets a lot harder to, you know, talk about rebuilding. Like it's like, oh. so I, I think, but I, I think it's a mistake. It's a mistake for people to go there. I do too. And it's just, this is so bizarre. Is it it's not amazing. so bizarre? It's amazing. Where... Usually something's a big enough sample size to where you can kind of figure it out. And I can't, I cannot figure this out. 
Now, maybe I wrote this down as I, like, are we, me and you, or anybody that is, you know, in our camp, are we letting what we want to be true supersede and cloud what is actually happening? And what well, is actually reality? I'm sure a little bit, right? I mean, a I, little bit, but but we're not, I don't think we're uh, seeing this thing through the, the rose-colored glasses, as I've heard somebody right. say once. But um, like I think, I think a, we're being realistic. This is a realistic conversation against what we what we want. Like I'm like what I was saying is about what we've done in our past. That we've made mistakes and we keep doing that. Let's not keep doing the I'm same. I'm totally mistake. with you. And that's where I think people are 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 you know they're starting to feel a twitch for it. And I'm saying don't do it. That's right. all I'm saying. Not everything's gonna be perfect. And like, yeah, I don't think you and I are sitting yeah. here trying to say like, this thing is in a great spot right now. No. Like, no, it's not. They have major issues. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that, and this isn't we're not, I'm not trying to play. And I don't think you are too trying to play this moral victory card, but like, if you're terrible, you're, you're not even in these games. We are dang near beating top 10 teams. They were, they, I watched them dominate Michigan state dominate them yeah i watched them they are could have easily beaten oklahoma and looked like they were just as good same thing with michigan we yeah. were at that game like yeah they lost those games but we gotta we also gotta watch the games right yeah. you know like yeah those are all l's next to them but like what yeah that's that's the part that that's why i am i'm so on this door over here right because i watched the games i've seen the progress we're close. We have a crunch time issue right. that we can't figure out and mean you don't understand. A crunch time issue, and then for whatever reason, Nebraska's specialists, not necessarily their special teams, their specialists, their punters, their kickers, their returners, have just thrown up on themselves in the worst possible times. Yeah, they bottomed out. Where so it's it's there's a crunch time problem, and there's there's just been this unbelievably unfortunate where I get it, you know, like that's all falls under the special teams. But like, I mean, I don't know what more can Frost do when I mean, Culp can't make an extra point. I don't know. I mean, so, that's that's just where I don't know. I, that's but, just where time. I think time and different players don't hurt. Agree. Sometimes you just need guys that win. Right. They're winners. Uh, they they know how to do it in a in in the crunch time. Physically, they're all the same, but some guys just have a knack. And some guys can kick in practice, and some guys can kick in the game. Uh, and so that's just where I think time is what I'm, I think is the solution. I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I, I, blowing it up right now just seems like. We're, you want to talk about being lost. Oh, man. You blow this thing up. You think you're did lost you, now. Blow this thing did up. Did you read Mitch Sherman's? call him on the yeah the, the coaching was search. it 41 days yes 40, C. Peterson. Yeah. yeah i mean this was this was coming off national titles nebraska was the program of programs in the 90s right it was alabama of the 90s truthfully they're only a couple years removed from crouch winning the heisman playing in another national championship they're just yep. the shadow of the three national titles is still casting yeah, like two years from having a national title right uh being the national title game and it was 41 days and we had four or five coaches turn us down. We didn't have, and then we, we settled on Bill, but we had, we were lost. I mean, we were lost then. Imagine what we'd be now. Right. 
Who would right? We, like I, I just think that, it's I guess a yeah, it's such so, a mistake. I agree. I totally agree with you. But man, in the meantime, I hope people got something out of that. Oh, we went deep. We went deep there. Do you want to come down sure. the hole? Uh, I feel like we're like we went down the rabbit hole. Man, life. Like I feel like when Neo yeah. came out of the thing in the maze, like oh, oh God, jeez, I saw the future. Oh, I saw what the world was really like. Connor Cole. <laughs> Oh, so we, we need a bye week. We got to, I mean, we need we a bye. Need, we need the bye week. Emotional, the fans need a bye week. Yes. But the players, the players and the I, and the coaches need to like, they should all just be like, go away for a, a, a couple of days and, and just go do something that has nothing to do with football. Right. Recharge your battery a little bit. Start fresh. Four game season. Four game season. Oh, by the way, Purdue beat Iowa at Iowa. So that's good. That's <laughs> all of a sudden Purdue's feeling good about themselves they're probably going to take our recruits oh god that's that good we need to beat the brakes off okay of well uh hold on it's abc's hit show kicking it with Colp is on we're gonna go let's go let's go a huda media production